This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one the only ms margaret josephs hi davy excited to be back behind the velvet rope nice I'm- to see you it's nice to see you too i mean first of all congrats caviar hey. dreams on a tuna fish budget margaret Thank you. Oh, Bella, Bella says hi to David. Yes, I'm so excited. The book is out. It's doing great. Ugh, labor of love, but thank you. I mean, you're an author. Like, I are know. you like just take that in? Like, have you taken that in? You know, I haven't really taken it in because it's been such a whirlwind. I think I need to just like be like, <sighs> but I haven't had really a moment to breathe because it was just like, the book was getting written, then in editing, it came out so quickly, promoting it. So it's so exciting. I think when I get a chance to sit back and relax and think about it, I'll get to take it in. But it's I mean, very exciting. And have you slept? Because you have been everywhere promoting this book in the last few weeks. No, I, haven't, I have not slept at all. I'm physically exhausted, but um, I'm running on adrenaline, so it's okay. Well, I have to ask the obvious question before I even get into it. What's harder, writing a book or filming a season of RHONJ? Equal, equal. Well, writing a book, (laughs) maybe filming a season of RHONJ is harder than writing a book. Really? Yeah, I think so. Because it it doesn't end. It doesn't end. The book is therapeutic and healing. RHONJ is not therapeutic and healing. That is true. In some, in some senses, it's the opposite of therapeutic and healing, I would think. Yes. I mean, though, there's always a closure. Though There is always a closure. And they're my friends. I was with Dolores last night. We had She came to support me on my first book signing. Then we went out to dinner at the end of the night. So you get some, you have some amazing friendships from the show. But it's not always the most therapeutic healing environment, as we know. As we know, and season 11, I mean, how did we get here? Did you ever think when you joined in season eight that, you know, you would be here? No, I didn't really know what to expect when I joined the season. I was like, first of all, as I've said before, I always thought it was scripted. It's not. This is real life drama. People are going through things. Everybody is such a different personality. I never knew what was going to happen. And now it's unwrapped. I mean, there's the dysfunctional family I was meant to be in, obviously. But you're such an integral part of the show. Like if I think back, you know, it is hard. I mean, of course we know all everyone, but it's hard to think of this show without you. Oh, thank you. That makes me feel so good. You know, you know I just seem to fit in with, the, I guess I just brought a different twist, a different kind of Jersey girl, but, the, but fit in well and with the other ladies. So it's perfect. What about, you know, other than the obvious, okay, you're, well-known, you're a public figure now, season four, I assume, you know, the paycheck ain't bad. Other than those, <laughs> right? I mean, like, other than those obvious things, like, how has this changed you? 
and or has it like as a person or has it? I I don't think I'm much different. Um, minus the fact that I've had plus, more plastic surgery. <laughs> I think everyone thinks that all of my friends from kindergarten think I'm the same person. Everybody, I still have the same friends from high school. You know, some of them. I really have the same friendships. I've obviously added more to my my crew, but I don't think I'm much different. I still go out of the house without makeup, and but always with like a good coat on top and big sunglasses. I feel like I'm not much different. I don't feel like I'm anything special. Now I have a voice. I I could get more people to donate to my charities. I have a platform. I don't think I'm much different. And you don't feel different. I don't feel different. Actually, I I probably, even though it's a great paycheck, I probably have less money because I've been sued so many times. (laughs) This is true. And speaking of plastic surgery, I mean, I'm sure you've heard it. Like everyone's saying how great you look this season. Oh, thank you. I think my, I've had amazing doctors, Dr. Carolac, truthfully, great facelift. My, my boobs, you know, I do look so much thinner because my boobs are smaller and they're not hanging down near my stomach. You know, no matter how high and tight my bra was, they were just too big and never in the right place. So doctor, that was my other doctor, Joseph Michaels. I got to give them plugs only because they've really changed my life. I don't know why I didn't do my boobs sooner when I was younger to lift them. Listen, here behind the velvet rope, Margaret, you can plug anything you want. No, it's just like, seriously, it's just, you don't realize boobs that are too big really make you look heavier. Everybody wants implants. I don't know. I don't really suggest it. I understand if you're a skinny girl, it doesn't really make you look as heavy, but if you have any meat on you, it's not good to have huge boobs. It does add weight and it's uncomfortable. You feel much lighter. Oh, I feel like a new woman. Well, look, I mean, other than COVID, how would you say this season was different? I mean, we've had our share of drama. I think this season was different because everybody really had emotional stuff with their family. Every single person on the cast was going through something with it, within their own own space. I mean, I just had stuff with Joe to the fact is we were finally working on our house. I was writing my book. It was dredging up a lot of emotions. Melissa and Joe had their thing. Melissa's growing. Teresa had the loss of her father and getting into a new relationship. Jennifer has stuff going on with her mother. Jackie had the accusations. So everybody really had stuff within their own personal lives, I think, which was totally different from any other season. So it brought up a lot of emotion. It was a really emotional season. What about this rumor you mentioned? I mean, where Mm -hmm. did this rumor that Teresa brought to Jackie's attention come from? I have no idea. I have no idea. And I think... It's baseless, obviously. It's baseless. You know, Jersey girls, we got to come with receipts if there's rumors. It's baseless. It just, I think moving forward, if we hear something, if we don't have receipts, we just shouldn't say it. Well, on, when Teresa was on Watch What Happens on March 24th with Jackie yes. Hoffman, she said that the receipts are somebody in the group. I mean, she was trying to I avoid know, I know. Well, you're going to have to watch the reunion to find out. Are we going to find out in the reunion? I, you're going to have to watch, but I, I, it's, it's a actually very uh, interesting what happens. I, I cannot give any spoilers, Dave. I don't want to be punished. No. And I don't want you to be punished either, but I mean, are you the one who started the rumor, Margaret? <laughs> Davey, would I start that rumor? Absolutely not. If I ever heard a rumor, and this is the truth. I would have told my girlfriend, Jackie, off camera, because I would not want to be upset. She would have never had that reaction. I go right to the source. 
to bury everything. I would have said to her, this is what's going on. I would never let her look bad on camera. She would have been prepared for anything that was going to happen to her. And it would have went totally different. So of course, I'm not the start of that rumor. I didn't think so. And you, 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 you would do it off camera. Yeah, of course. I don't want any of my friends to, to suffer or feel shitty. What about like, how do you handle something like this? Like you, you know, you are a lover. You're not a fighter. You know, you're very close to I, I could to be a fighter if I'm pushed to the limit. You could. And we've seen some of that. I mean, and this did happen in your house. Yes. But how do you handle, you know, team, team Jackie, team Teresa, like you're kind of in the middle. I what you know why I was in the middle because I really want I love Teresa I really want her to apologize, and and I, and I, and Jackie was so hurt and and it was very inappropriate to do it at a party. I think it could have gone totally different if Teresa came in and apologized. I really thought that was going to happen. So my whole thing was like I was just trying to convince Teresa to make it right, but it, it just went south very quickly in my house. And the and analogies in this group are a given they don't work. I learned that my first season, you cannot say anything that's the least bit controversial. I, I don't ever use children. We know that. The Marge never does because I don't like that. But it was clearly an analogy. We all know Gia is the most stellar, amazing, upstanding human we know. And so I know no one would ever believe something so horrific. How is Jackie doing these days? Jackie's great. I think we're all, I think we're all great. We're all very, very strong women. I think that's the thing about Jersey. You guys are really, really strong. Yes. And Jackie, you know, her marriage is amazing and everybody takes something differently to heart. I always say if that rumor came out about, and that was said about Joe and myself, just a 65 year old man, he doesn't have a serious job like Evan. It's, he's a contractor. It's no one's Googling him for his reputation in business. You know, it's not like you're worried about if your contractor is fucking around, right? It would be horrible, but it, it wouldn't have the same effect on someone like myself and Joe. Evan has his MBA. I, something like that about him out there is much more damaging and hurtful. When you I could see children, that. As opposed to someone like my husband or, or someone else. What if it was said about your husband? Like, how do you think you would have handled it? I, I would have been like, I, I would think that's kind of funny only because my husband's home with me constantly and loves to come home by two o'clock in the afternoon from work. I would have been like, that's such nonsense. Tell me who said it. It's not valid. And my husband, I, I would have been funny if they would have said it about the gym, especially. I'd be like, have you seen my husband? He's, he, he's never stepped foot in a gym in his life. And he doesn't even own a pair of sneakers. <laughs> you would have been like, Joe, when were you last in the gym? <laughs> Joe was never in the gym. That's the funny part. Joe is home renovating the house. Renovating my house or he's at Dolores's house or he's with Frank and Joe. I, I, everybody knows his whereabouts at any given moment. How are the home renovations going? I know great. you've done a lot of stuff is done. Yeah, it's great. You guys are going to get to see it at the end of the season. Big reveal, the kitchen, the ballroom. We have an outdoor kitchen. We have a lot done. So it's, it's amazing. So I'm so happy about that. Now we're just doing some, we're starting on some stuff on the outside and I still have to do, I have the second and third floor as well. So this has an undertaking. So Joe can have a second and third floor to do after this. Yeah, we're, we're starting on that already. 
I love it. What about, you know, we saw, like you said, we saw like, you know, Melissa was going through it. I think like we saw more into Melissa and Joe's marriage this season than ever. I mean, Melissa herself has been like in the press a lot saying like, you know, the D word was thrown around like divorce. I mean, are you worried for Melissa and Joe? I'm not worried for them at all, but I don't like when people would even say something that it's a fake story because it's not. And people are always one to say, you know, say ridiculous things like that. And they were really going through it. So to diminish anything in their marriage pisses me off about other things because they were going through a rough time and it was on camera. And it it was actually hard to watch for me because I am close with them. And of course, I'm so close with Melissa, but I saw Joe hurting as well. So of course I was trying to mediate it, but then I would get upset with Joe and I was like, listen to her, you know, so it's hard because Melissa is growing in her career, not just Envy, which is doing very well, but she's, she's starting licensing. She's starting to do other things. So I, I think it, w- it was hard. And when people diminish that and be like, oh, it's not true or this or that, it, it upset me. And everyone does seem somehow always, that always comes back to Melissa, always that she's doing fake storylines, which I don't really know where that generates either. Well, I mean, stupid cast members have said that and then it gets out there. Well, speaking of Jennifer. Your all-time fave. My all-time fave. How are you? How is your relationship with Jennifer these days? I would say, you know, I think we've come to a place you know, that we could coexist. I have no ill will towards Jennifer. I think the difference with us is I don't have to prove my feelings or validate my behavior every week on social media. <laughs> I, I just live my life the way it is. Um, I don't have to rally the troops to to say uh, that I'm correct or anything remotely like that. I'm very strong in my feelings and the way I feel. And for some reason, we we operate very differently. And I think that's why we don't always see eye to eye. I still have my opinions of the way I feel about certain situations. I think the whole meal ticket thing was spun in a different direction. It had nothing to do with stay-at-home mothers. No one respects stay-at-home mothers more than I do and champion women. I mean, Lexi, we raised little kids in my office, Janine, who worked for me for a very long time, who, who had left would bring her son to work every single day. Lexi brings Nino to work every single day. And now we, we put him in a, a preschool program. because it was time for him to go to school. I was a stay at home mother for a very long time. I would like women to have the choice and do what they want. Meal ticket comment is you're materialistic. And you value material things above everything else. And, and that's what I meant. It's just like you value material things, finding a husband and someone you want to be with, material things. And that's what your main value system is. That, that's, that's all I was saying. And, and everybody spun it into something else and, and she played into that. And that pissed me off because she knows that's not the way I feel. Right. I mean, and look at her tagline, although she says that this is not a tagline that she stands by and she wants a different tagline and all that, but it is. But if that's the tagline you stand by, then don't say it. I wouldn't even say the tagline then. Right. I would would insist I'm not doing it. That's me. I don't, I don't say a tagline that I don't believe in. So that's bullshit. What about, right. Because Jennifer does like to take to her social media at night and say all sorts of things and get everyone's approval. Like, how do you feel about that? Yeah. I don't need anybody's approval for the way I live or behave. And 
I think she needs a lot of approval. And, and I think that stems regardless of what she thinks from some insecurity. And, and I'm not even saying that in a negative way. She's younger than I am. And she likes to point out how old I am. And there's that, well, with older, I've lived five lives already. And with being older comes a lot more experience. And I don't need anybody's approval to validate my behavior or the way I feel or to say that I'm correct. I know when I'm right. If Jennifer wasn't in this cast, though, who do you think you would argue with the most? I think Jennifer's great for TV. So that's the other thing. I think Jennifer is a great addition to the cast. I think we have all um, amazing women on the show right now. I think we could definitely use someone new. I think we're the right mix of sugar and spice on this show. Yeah, we I'm really not- are. I'm not such a Jennifer fan and she No, no, exactly. She's great for TV. That doesn't mean we have to be best friends, but she I think she's great for for TV. I is this someone I would choose to socialize with on a regular basis? Absolutely not. No. She does have her moments, you know, when she's talking about Melissa taking a picture on a swan that is quite funny. Yes, yes. I mean, she's funny. I'm not going to say she's not funny. I think she's good. I think we're at different places in our life. I by the time I was her age, I had already had a very, you know, multi-million dollar business. I was getting divorced. My kids were older. By the time I was in my forties, my youngest was 15 years old. You know, what is she going to be 44? Yeah. I was already moving out into my next house. I was traveling all over the world. I just had a different perspective on life at that point. Right. You, you had lived. Yes. What about, do you regret saying that, like, she's a concubine and her husband's from Meal Ticket, or? Well, I, no, I mean, regret's a tough, no. It was the heat of the moment. It was the, I didn't mean to, like, cut her to the core. It was a flippant comment in a retaliation to saying something very hurtful about my past in a vulnerable moment. I think we're on a show. I think everybody says very hurtful insults. The concubine comment maybe was a little mean, the meal ticket, nah, that's not a big deal. The concubine ticket was just like, a concubine really is a woman who's of lesser value than her husband. That's the true definition. It wasn't anything more than that. It was, it was a, we're in a heated argument and I said something nasty. I didn't mean it to be, you know, everyone takes it so seriously. We're on a show where everyone slings insults. People sometimes take this stuff very seriously. Yes, and I, and I don't mean it to say anything you know, very horrible to someone. It means, you know, calling, shaming my behavior uh, when I was young and what happened with my boss. I think that was much more hurtful and much more real. Yeah. I mean, with everything going on in the world, you know, the Me Too movement, I mean, women have- And that's, and that's a real conversation. Yeah. I mean, like, to me, it's like, do you think Jennifer has stepped back The women's movement? I mean, that was a pretty strong statement. I think it was very hurtful. I think uh, she didn't understand it, but she she was very apologetic. Yeah, she was apologetic. So after that on social media, she seemed not to understand it, so. She had a moment of compassion in that particular episode. Yes, 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 for sure, for sure. Do you regret to that point, like looking back, like, is there anything you've regretted on the show or no, you said it, you did it. I mean, not some, that I'm. No, no. That. Some outfits. <laughs> you look some, back at your some life. fashion moments over the years. I think I can own my behavior that I'm human, that humans make mistakes in the heat of the moment. I think that's really it. 
Have you given away those fashion outfits that you... I mean, I never wore pigtails down to my crotch in my entire life. And I think I came on very over the top. They were like, more pigtails, more over the top. And I think I was more of a cartoon character in my confessionals the first season. But I really, I've never looked like that my entire life. You know, one day you're going to have to bring those pigtails back. You know, the people want them. No, not the, the, I wear my pigtails. I wore them on this season. I even wore them in that episode when Jennifer and I were arguing when I, when I said she was a meal ticket, I was wearing them under my hat, but I never had them long like that down to my crotch. I mean, that was, yeah. So I wear them short all the time. I just like to be in costume. I'd like to change up my look. I'm always channeling some different era. Right now I'm like vintage socialite. I like that. Well, it like matches your house. That's where your decor yes, comes yes. from. Yes, yes. My my house is Hollywood Regency. Yeah, it is. Rockstar Hotel Hollywood Regency. Your house would be perfect, like, yeah, in like the Hollywood Hills. Yes. It would, it would work with like a kidney-shaped pool. Yes, yes. Right? Like, yeah, like a good pool, yes. I'm getting your vibe. Well, you know, on Watch What Happens, Jennifer did say, you know, your house is the least stylish, according to her. Well, I mean, that's proof that it's the most stylish. <laughs> Yes. You mean you don't want to move into the Taj Mahal? And, and no, no, to... no. I mean, I can't take interior design advice from someone like that. I mean, I'm actually formally trained in design. Uh, I don't think you she's are. ever read an architectural digest, even knows what it is or or anything like that. I mean, there's a, there's a big difference. I what grew did... up learning design. You did. I mean, and you're, you have the best taste in wallpaper, by the way. Thank the you. Thank you so much. What about, you know, because like we saw that one scene, I mean, I've known you for a while, maybe once, but only once. Like, I don't think I've ever seen you scream like that, you know, like when. Uh, my real, well, yeah, just Very in general. Good. Yeah. Well, like when like the real Super Joe was involved, I mean, like, is that hard? Like when it's, you know, like your husband, your mother, like when it's a family member, like at the forefront of, is that harder for you? It was, you know, that night was very upsetting and I was crying. I was, I was frustrated. I knew already what was said. So when they were twisting the word saying, he said he heard it in town when he said he he clearly heard it in the house with the Yenting girls, nine or 10 of them. And everybody was trying to twist his words. You know, I was so frustrated with him, like see what happens kind of thing. Like, you know, you guys talking, things get twisted and, and this comes out and it hurts someone we love, but like a Jackie. So I was just like, I was so mad. So I was like, look at bonehead. Look what you did. You know what I mean? Like you guys, I was so just irritated. Like you have to be so careful and cognizant and not flippant with the way you speak. Like if you say you heard it with nine or 10, it could be misconstrued so easily. Or, you know, we, Bill went home, told her, so I was frustrated your tape. Was I mad? I don't even care that I yelled like that. I was like, you deserve, he deserved it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a real life husband and wife argument. I, I don't want to hear that. None of these women ever yell at their husband. Well, I wouldn't do it in public. Well, well, good for you. That's, that's great. You're amazing. I hold everybody accountable is two seconds. We're over and we move on and we're happy. And my husband and I spend endless hours together. Yeah, I didn't think it was anything. So, I mean, this is how we communicate in New York and New Jersey. You scream, you get it out, you move on. Yeah, you scream, yeah. Oh, I emasculated him. I, someone said, someone wrote that to me. I was like, emasculated. So what, it's, why is it emasculating when someone gets screamed at? What, does that mean someone's less of a man because someone yells at them? Because they don't yell back at their wife? What should he have done? Drag me out by my hair? Hit me? Like, I don't understand how that's emasculating. Just that word 
in general? What does that mean? That you're taking away someone's manhood because a man cannot be yelled at? That's sexist just in general to say something like that. I find that even more offensive. I was just going to say, it's totally sexist that a woman is not supposed to speak to a man in any specific way. That's totally Yeah, sexist. a woman's not supposed to speak to a man in any specific way. So I emasculate him. That's like so, just that word in general, just like piss me. Oh, so if I scream at a woman, what is that? So if Joe screamed at me, what does that mean? Yeah. I don't that's, guess. that's like a whole, uh, yeah. I, I didn't think anything that strange of it either. I just thought, yeah, you know, I was like, like, you know, I was pissed off. Was I, I knew it was everyone's like, Whoa, I never saw you yell at Joe like that. Well, of course I normally don't yell at Joe like that, but I was having a freak out. You've been doing this for four seasons and you know that one sentence could change everything and become a big deal. And yes, even though Joe's been around for four seasons, not at the forefront, it's like you said. Yeah, like, Joe is, you know, of course he knew if he, and, he, and everyone's like, well, why didn't you say something back to her? Why didn't you say, why did you lie? Well, he's like, I didn't lie. He goes, I just wasn't going to, you know, argue with my wife at that point. He goes, I, I wasn't going to blow it up worse than, you know, try and unravel myself. Yeah. So and she's that's unhinged a- <laughs> when she's like a psycho case. I was just like, oh my God, Margaret, like you go. I know. What about, you know, because we do have another cast member of RHONJ, I feel. I mean, we we talk a lot about Joe Giudice still. I mean, what do you feel about all of that? Like all this drama? I mean, this drama. guy dials in from every country. Yeah. He's, um. I think, you know what? I think it's entertaining. I actually find it very entertaining. And, but I think, you know, now him and Teresa are divorced and she's moved on. And, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to be around next season. You don't? No. We've seen the last of Joe, possibly. Possibly, because she is someone new. Well, have you met Louise yet? Wait, I have another question. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, but bringing you guys five shows a week, tracking down the top Bravo liberties to bring you new creative content every day. That causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. I'm not even going to get into the lack of sleep or lack of a relationship. So I needed somewhere to turn. And for me, I turned to BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp because it's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home. What they do is they match you with a licensed therapist who is a professional that fits your needs and the things that you want to talk about. So you may not have the same issues as I do. They also deal with LGBTQIA issues, anger, grief, trauma. If you are having relationship issues, if you're in a relationship, good for you. I'm not. They really deal with everything and everything you share is confidential. So I cannot stress how much because of this job that I love so much it has caused me some issues and BetterHelp really is a lifesaver. Right now, if you guys also want to start living a happier life, as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash velvet rope. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Velvet Rope. And as a listener, you guys get 10% off your first month. Try it. I promise you, you are going to feel so much better once you talk to one of their licensed professional counselors. And listen, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're actually 
recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. DM me, let me know how it goes. This has been a lifesaver for me. I met, I met Louie uh, briefly. I met Louie briefly. He was very sweet to me, very lovely. They seem very much in love. They're very happy. Um, very, very affectionate. They're, they're very happy. They really are ext- They very happy. I mean, do you think Teresa is moving too fast? I mean, you know, I don't know if at our age, we just move quicker because we're older and we're like, all right, you know what? We know when it's right. I don't know. I don't know if there's a too fast. I think if like you're 22, I'd be like, this is too fast, but we're not, we're not spring chickens anymore. That's true. Well, you, you know, know. When you're, that's the whole thing. When you're not, when you're not 22 years old, it's not as much of a rush, but when you're older, I think you, you've been around the block. And like, at least you know how you feel because you've had so many wrong feelings for the wrong people. You just yes, know. Like, exactly. Exactly. She's very much in love. Do you worry though? Like if, you know, cause we don't know that much about him. Like I'm not just like, this is the whole world is watching now. Like, you know, this, yes. it could be, I mean, hopefully not, but like, if it didn't work out, like, that's a fall. I mean, that's, I don't know. Do you worry about Teresa? I think that's probably why she didn't want to say anything. And I was, you know, and I knew she was in love during the, cause she had such a spring in her step. And I think that's why she was super cautious to come public with it, but she's very, you know, they're very confident now. So now they're public about it. So I think if anything happens, she's very, she's very comfortable. And, and so that's exactly what it is. So I think that's why she was hesitant for a while to to be open about it. And I mean, does Teresa have a spring in her step? Like off oh, camera? Oh, she has a spring in her step. I mean, she she's smiling from ear to ear. She's very, very... I knew right away. And everyone's like, why are you so nosy? Why are you so nosy? Well, this was about a positive thing. This wasn't about something negative. So okay. I was just like, I could tell. She was talking about the pineapple. She was She was just very excited. And well, she's very if, secretive and always on the phone. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I assume eventually, I mean, next season, this is, she's it's going strong. I think we're going to see some of Louie. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. What about like the whole, like, you know, she's in a vibrator business with her ex. She's buying Yeah, I houses. think that's over with already though. I think that's over with already. Oh, really? Yes. Well, I hope it all works out because. Though they were very pretty, but I think that's over with already. Teresa needs some happiness, right? Yes. Yes. I agree. She needs some happiness and I only want good things for that. What about, you know, Dolores, our good friend Dolores, she just, once again, like, how does Dolores do it? She is like a master of, she just stays out of it and, and has no blood on her hands. I mean, there's certain housewives I just look at and I'm like, I don't know how you've mastered this. It's I'm, I'm impressed. Like, how do you think Dolores, Dolores does could it? say stuff? I don't know if people are afraid of her because she has a bad temper. Dolores could say stuff and have a quick argument and then get over it. I think maybe people don't want to make Dolores mad. I don't know exactly what it is. She's very, um, you know, she could have a fit and then have a little argument and then people get over it. She's just the right blend of, um, she gets along with everybody. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. 
Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. It's a skill. I mean, I'm saying this with no shade. Well, look at it. I mean, she gets along great with Frank. David gets along great with Frank. We were out to dinner last night with Frank, David, myself, and Joe. She's just, she's a person everybody loves. I saw that picture. Do people like, do, do, do restaurants like that just go crazy when like Dolores walks in and then Margaret and all? I mean, yeah, everybody, everybody's so sweet to us and accommodating and so nice. And, and they just love the whole vibe. You know, it, it's nice because we are all friends outside filming. You are. You guys are really close. Yes. What about with all this drama and COVID and all this stuff that's going on in this world in this season? Does any part of it still feel, I mean, for you, it must feel lighter because, I mean, Danielle's not there. That's gotta uh, be. With that, that's much, I mean, that's much lighter. It, it, it's just like, I, you can't have that kind of crazy on the show. <laughs> I mean, that's like, you know, there's, there's drama and then there's unhealthy things going on to the fact is just like, you can't be with someone who makes up stories, right? It's just like, people even send me her Instagram and things like that. And, and I feel sorry for her. Like I've said before, I feel sorry for her because someone who lives in denial. And I mean, that's a real thing. I mean, I've seen people put on Instagram. She's like, I've never had any plastic surgery. I have pictures on my cell phone of her plastic surgery of her fresh out of her facelift. She's wow. had, she had, she had a facelift with Dr. Kassir. I'm putting that out there right now. Full facelift with Dr. Kassir, um, neck, face, the whole thing. And that she says that she didn't is an absolute lie. She tells people it's natural. Everybody knows she'd have it. So I just don't understand. She really believes her own crock of shit. So I just don't understand how someone could perpetuate incessant false truths. And she continues to tell false truths about our entire cast. There's one ounce of something one sentence could be true. And then she twists and embellishes this entire story. Says, I stole her furniture. I did this. Marty was selling everything. Dolores, Marty's girlfriend put it all for sale on Instagram. I, I said to Dolores, I said, oh my God, this is such a bargain. The house is a few blocks from me. I'll take the uh, horse pictures and I'll take that sofa for 300. It was like a bargain. And I'll reupholster yeah. it. It was a staged, that was all staged. I don't care if she says she didn't, you know, she uh, never wore pant David. Yeah. Oh, wait, I feel like I got kicked off. Lexi, what's going on here? Hold on. I can still hear you. Okay, here. There it goes. Got it. Got it. Uh, And she said she never wore panties on. I was like, I don't give a shit. I reupholstered it anyway. I took your yeast off and it's done. She does say that that's her one of her latest things. I do not watch her. Do, I take it you don't watch. No, pe- no, of course not. But people are constantly sending it to me. I can't watch it. I'm blocked and I don't want to watch it. But it's just the obsession. Like, I don't want anything to do with this cast. You don't have to worry. You, yeah. You're not invited. Yeah, I, I would say. What about, I mean, you still stand by though, the fact that you would take her back. Oh, well, over a thousand percent. I'd take her back over Siggy Flicker. What about, you know, I mean, I know she doesn't live in Englewood anymore, but I mean, eventually you might run into Danielle one day. I don't, I don't even know where she lives. I, I would, you know, it's, 
if I ran into her, I would just, I couldn't even, she just makes up so many stories, you know, it's crazy, the the non-truth, but it's just, you have to feel sorry for someone like her. Yeah. Anybody who could be so obsessed has nothing else going on in their life. Go start a business, go work. If you're every, you know, week is your Instagram lives about people who want nothing to do with you. It's a little weird. It's and very the, desperate. And I, and I feel sorry for her. And the season will end and then there won't be any, I mean, I don't know what, how you do Instagram lives when the show's not on. I don't know. Maybe she'll, I don't know what she's going to do. What about, you know, because there's all this talk, you know, when people are asked, the fans, you know, who do you want back? Who do you want back? Everyone always says, you know, the obvious choice, Carolyn Manzo. Yes. So if Carolyn came back, I mean, it's pretty obvious, you know, she, there's no love lost between her and Teresa and Melissa. And Dolores is close to Carolyn in real life. But then that leaves you, Jackie and Jennifer, who do you think would be friends with Carolyn if she came back to the show out of the three of you? Oh, I'd be friends with her. Why not? I mean, I don't have any skin in that game. You know what I mean? Caroline's a lovely woman. She's a great mother. She's a great businesswoman. She's very smart. I mean, maybe it would be time for them to heal. I don't think Melissa has anything really against her. Melissa always got along with her, actually. How do you think Caroline would get along with Jennifer? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, Jennifer is very close with Kathy Wakili. Yeah, that's so, true. And, and, you know, so that's that. So um, what about, well, I recently read something that I didn't know about you and not in your book. You were in the mix to join RHONJ season, the infamous season six. Yes. Yes. I was set to join season six. Interesting. Do you, I mean, how do you think you would have fared that season? I don't think that would have been a good season for me. I don't know if like maybe Amber wouldn't have been on. I'm sure the twins or I don't know what would have happened. I don't think they would have had me in addition to those ladies. I think maybe one of those ladies wouldn't have been on. Maybe Amber and Jim wouldn't have been on. Maybe it would have been me and Joe. So I don't know what would have really happened. I don't think that would have been a good season. I think I came on at the right time. But Lucilla would tell you, Lucilla D'Agostino would say, she called. She she was great. I loved her. And um, I was like, oh, I can't do it. I'm signed with another production company. Joe and I are doing our own show, Pigtails and Power Tools. P.S. Did whatever happen? Absolutely not. So, yeah, we couldn't get out of our contract. And I was like, oh, sorry, da, 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 not right time. And it was funny. I said to my son at the time, I was like, oh, I'm never doing that show. That's not for me. I'm not a housewife. Blah, blah, blah. Fast forward a few years. Right. You going down the avenue. I was totally a housewife. My girlfriend, Jody Goldberg, I'm just going to say, came over. She's like, oh, Siggy said they're looking for another housewife. So she gave the producers my number. And the producer said, do you think Margaret, you know, they're casting at the time, would do it. So when these producers, they didn't even know, you know, they knew a little bit. And I said, oh, I, you know, they picked me before dinner. They go, oh, really? I did a Zoom FaceTime like we're doing now. Joe got on. It was like not a big deal. And two weeks later, done. Wow. It was not like this whole big to do for me. Did you at that point have any reservations? Like, were you? No, you know what? It was so off the cuff. I really was like, I was in such a whirlwind because David, Joe and I got this house. We had got, we had made, gutted it because it's not like mothballs. I wanted a project. 
we had just literally moved in. We had owned it a few months, but I was living, you know, my other house. Yeah. We got it because it's not like mothballs. We literally just like, you know, put up some sheetrock and moved in. They called. I'm like, I had, I had a lawsuit going on at the time that was like very heated up. I had such headaches and I was like, this came around. I was like, all right, I'll do it. It was just another thing. And I thought nothing of it. Truthfully, it was just, I was, I felt blessed to do it, but it was just like another addition. They probably love the fact that you had a lawsuit and a house under renovation. I didn't, you know, they knew it a house under renovation. I didn't even mention the lawsuit because I was so used to it. Like to me, it was part of my business. I've, I've been in business for such a long time. I was like, all right. I didn't think my lawsuit was going to blow up that people are going to dig shit. Like that I didn't realize. I didn't know like I was going on a show with the Antichrist ticket. <laughs> and you found out, I guess, very quickly thereafter. Yeah, I didn't realize I was going to go, you know, with someone who was so obsessed with trying to remain. Uh, I found out recently with someone who I know uh, knows her that she um, staged the ankle break and was plotting it for uh, a while. Really? Yeah, that that was all fake and staged. Just for a while, for a story? Yeah, because she wanted to ruin anything that was regarding me. And I take it you never run into her because she's- Oh, no, Florida. I could never run into her. I mean, if I, I could care less. I mean, she's really- and I don't even like speaking of her because I find everything she does so distasteful and sick. Who would you, so obviously not Danielle, obviously not Siggy, and let's keep Carolyn out of it because she's the obvious choice, but who would you want back out of the past RHONJ, which would be Jacqueline Lorita, Dina Manzo, Kathy Wakili, the twins, or Amber? There's Rosie. Rosie's a good one. There's Rosie. I could take a, I would love a good lesbian. I think it's time for, and I am not counting Bronwyn at this present moment. I think it's no, time. No, but I would love like someone, you know, just someone fun to mix it up. I, I think we just need, if I had to take someone back from before, right? It's just someone like, like a Rosie's fun. You know what I mean? She just brings a different element. Her friend group would just be fun of women that we haven't gotten to be around. I think that could be great. Let's face it, you would be best friends with Rosie if she came onto this cast. I could get along great with Rosie. You would. You can go to the lesbian bars with her. Uh, it would be fabulous. You can fix her up. I could, yeah. So I know you're not going to give me any spoilers before we get to your book, and I don't want any spoilers because I don't want to get you in trouble, but the reunion, which has been filmed, which is coming up, I mean, do yes. you feel that you all left with resolution, or did it lead to more questions as we head into another scene. I think truthfully, I think it's a combo. I think it's a combo. I think some people can be like, Ooh, really? I think there'll be some stuff like that. And I think there's some resolution and some questions people will be wondering about. Interesting. Yeah. I think I those are too, the best reunions. The I think those are the best reunions. Some people will be pondering things about people and some there'll be some resolution. And do you think those things that they're pondering are going to then carry over to next season? I don't know. I don't know. I just think viewers will be like, wow. I can't wait. I know. It's good. It's good. Let's talk about it. And by the way, I just want to say this. Everyone hated my dress. People like shoulder pads are out. They don't. I think people don't understand myself. They're like, you have the worst style. I was like, people, this dress was like vintage Scarface. It wasn't even a vintage dress. It was from a designer in Australia. They, they just don't get me. 
It's it's very, you know, they just don't get my style. I, I get crazy. your and style. And Andy came in, he was like, he knew right away it was Scarface vibes. The whole look was Scarface vibes. I, I just, you know, I'm always in a theme and I think people just don't get it. I just am not. Are I you misunderstood, know. Margaret? I, th- I don't know if I'm totally misunderstood because I have so many people, you know, who are so sweet to me and get me. And then I have so many other people who are like, just don't get it. You know, don't get me. And I'm just like, people, people, I, the mods, you know, they were, and I did think that was very funny. There was a very funny meme where it had Sandra Bullock uh, wearing that wedding dress with the boobs that she couldn't fill out when she was marrying Ryan Reynolds to get her green card. Yeah. Which I thought was so funny. And I was like, you know, it was supposed to be drapey, open and loose on the top. And I was just like, oh my God. I have, first of all, I have not seen this meme. I have to see this meme. That was funny. Someone did it and I cracked up at it. It was very, very funny. And I, and I get a big kick out of it, but I just feel like people like, no, Marge, why are you wearing that dress? I was just like, you know, I'm not like, I'm just not, I guess, very typical housewifey to the fact is always tight and boom. I just, I, I'm not that. You go, I mean, I think your style of dress matches your style of your house. Exactly. It's like, it's a vintage vibe with rock and roll style. It's like a little more, I, I was happy. Listen, Brad Goretzky got me that, you know, the people who are in the industry get me. Honey, a nod of approval from Brad Goreski. I wouldn't listen to anyone else. Yes, it's just like, even like my cover-up was like, you know, everyone's like, they didn't understand my cover-up. I wore Teresa's pool party. I was like, oh, you know, like I died for that cover-up. I hunted it down. I saw it on someone who I admire so, so much. And that I had to chase it down from Net-A-Porter. And people were like, they didn't get it. I was like, I can't. I mean, they like someone who wears fringe. I was like, I cannot and bad fringe, you know, they like the bad fringe cover up. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to blow my brains out. It's a rock and roll, like vintage. And that, and that cover up, I was like, I, I hunted down. I had to bite it. Net a porter. I had, I, I coveted that for like months till I found it. Did Brad Goreski make a statement or he, no, he loved it. He liked that one, but everybody I watched what happens live is like thumb down to that cover up. I was like that cover up is magnificent. Yeah, no, I mean, I, why did you go with a Scarface vibe? Just was that like a nod to I the season? I just felt like my hair, yeah, a little nod to the season. My hair has been very Scarface. It was a shorter bob. I think Michelle Pfeiffer, I love that white dress that she wore. I feel like my boobs are small now, so I don't have to wear, um, you know, a bra. So I could wear something very low cut and flowy. You know, I just, and I think that's my vibe. Like, I love to be like in a theme. It was like a little disco-y. I just, I cannot, um, I don't know. I just guess I can, I just, I'm not one who likes to fit in. If not even likes to fit in, just my eye doesn't go to things like that. No, I mean, I can't. But I find attractive. I guess everybody else doesn't find attractive, but I guess that's why I'm different. I, I, I like your style. Thank you. If you could wear one designer for the rest of your life only, who would it be? Gucci. That's my answer. Gucci, Gucci and Zara combo. <laughs> okay, honey. That's why we're you and connected. I, that's why yeah. we're connected. Because Gucci, I live for and Zara. I that's I was on a podcast and they asked me that question. I was like, this is the best question ever. Gucci. Like it's hands down. But yes, yeah, Zara I, and most, Gucci. All my shoes, I'd say 90% of my shoes are Gucci. And then it might, you know, it would be Gucci and Zara. I like clothes, Gucci. Totally, totally. What about speaking of Brad Goreski? Have you ever like heard from someone or ran into someone or someone slipped into your DMs? That's just like 
a yeah. huge someone we know where you're like you're a well, Gary Janetti, Gary Janetti, who I just die for. Um, hilarious so smart so fabulous like when he if he even says like something that I did or finds me funny I'm like oh my god I'm dying you know something like that to me is just so amazing so yeah Brad and Gary I just die for and 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 Gary's just so eloquent and so smart and I I just love him so much so someone like that I, I really he's brilliant brilliant how did this book come about? Caviar it's, dreams on a tuna fish budget. I said came about because no, besides the fact it's the name of my podcast as well. I always felt like people only know 25 or 30% of me from the show. And then people ask me questions in all my DMS or write to me. how did you start your business? Um, I don't know a lot about your business. Everybody thinks everything's like an overnight success or I got it from housewives or they're like, Margaret, you know, did did, did, did this. I've been in business a very long time. I've reinvented myself numerous times. I'm not from the lucky sperm club. And there was so much I could teach people to be resilient, to not be a victim of their circumstance, to move forward. And it's okay if bad things happen to you. It's, you know, not that it's okay, but that you can learn to deal with it and you're not responsible what happens to you in your past and your childhood, but it's your responsibility as an adult to fix it and not take it forward into the next generation and, you know, really harbor resentments. And I don't harbor any resentments whatsoever. Like so don't I, be a victim. So yeah. Don't be, just don't be a victim of your circumstance. It really, cause it'll hold you back. And the whole thing is about growth. So I was like, I could write a book in my, with my sense of humor. Uh, it's not like, even when I wrote about my boss, it was very matter of fact, this is what happened. I changed the names. It wasn't to blame him. It was just to say, this is what was going on. This is what happened to me, how I dealt with it. And boom, you know, I just moved it forward. And that's really what, what it was about. And so I think what everybody, I wrote this book. Uh, it was a time in my life where I was just like, listen, I'm, I'm 54 years old. I'm on a TV show. I got Simon Schuster was interested in buying it. So it was great. The show would cover it. I could discuss it with the ladies and I had a ghostwriter. You know, we collaborated. It was much more of a collaboration. It's so in my voice. So I put so much into it and I thought it was just a great time, especially during a pandemic when so many people are feeling down about themselves that they could pivot. Cause believe me, like I said, I, I grew up in a very quirky way. My mother was single mother in the seventies, not a common time whatsoever. Even though Marcia was a professional party girl, she was also a hustler. She worked like a maniac. She did everything to support us, which was great. I mean, you know, an unconventional upbringing. Yeah. I married someone 20 years older than me. People don't know anything about my marriage. I was married to Jan for 20 years. People think, and then people think Joe just traipsed into the house and I ran away. No, it was a slow burn. So they, so they'll learn about that. It's not like I had sex in the right way. It was a very long time down the road. We were in love way before anything we became physically intimate. And then there's so many business lessons in there because I learned so much in business and I learned on the fly. No one taught me. I didn't have a blueprint for my business. I, I learned as I went and I was like, people could learn from my mistakes and I could teach them so many things. So they don't make the same mistakes that I made. So I think it was very important. It was good timing. Did you love the fact that it was, you know, part autobiography, part business advice? Yes. I love it. And I have life lessons at the end of every chapter 
And I think there's great takeaways and people could refer to it and it's funny and, and they could know so much about me, but also it's a, it's a great reference guide. Well, yeah, I mean, I know you. And I mean, even some of the stuff I was reading, I was like, well, I didn't know any of this. Yes, I know. And it's so many, there was so many things and it was hard to even cut back on the stories and make them more concise. Did you hesitate to put in things like, you know, about your boss or maybe like some of the Mart Senior stuff or you were just like, no, if I'm going to write a book, I'm going to- No, I felt like if you're writing a book, I think, you know, why not be honest with everything? No one is perfect. Uh, And the Mart Senior stuff is the stories like her and I, you know, we really grew up together. Uh, And I, and it wasn't about anything to shame Marge Senior or say anything negative about her. She was human. It was like, she basically was a girl who was like still in college, even though she wasn't 20 years old is very young. And to be a single mother at that time was very difficult. And we, and we've come full circle. So, but that's really what happened. And and she knows that's what happened. (laughs) So it wasn't so bad. And we saw this touching scene between the two of you this season about the book and I mean, so it's got to be cathartic writing a lot. Of oh, this. totally, totally. It's, it's, so, it's so great. And it's very sweet. And, and I say, listen, even Jam was like, Maj, what'd you say this for? But I wrote him such a beautiful letter, you know, beautiful note at the end of the book, because I'm so grateful. My relationship with Jan is, I mean, it's one of the best relationships in my life. We have children together. Uh, I could still say getting married to him that my wedding day, my first wedding was one of the most beautiful days of my life. That's such a such a main part of my life, my marriage to him and raising my children and all of those things. But, you know, that's, you know, made me who I am. And, you know, we've moved on from that part of our life, but we're forever, you know, bonded. Did you love the writing process? No, you know, I enjoyed it to a point, but it was, it was emotional and it's painstaking because you wanted to sound um, interesting and smart. Are people going to love the stories and, and everything else? I mean, it, it's painful. Are you ready to write another book now? I think I could do another book. I really do. After I got through this, I think I could do another one. And I think I could do it. Um, I could do a mother daughter book because, you know, mother daughter relationships are beautiful, but complicated. And I think a lot of people find a hard time understanding them and mother and daughter relationship. And I think Marge Singer and I have a lot to share and she has an amazing story. And I think she could write the first part of her book, uh, first part of it. And then we could write together the second part of it. And, and it's about healing and things like that. And I think a lot of mother daughters would really enjoy it. How excited would Marge Singer be to be an author? I know Marge Singer would be so excited. Of course, it would be funny for her to do the audible in her little accent. She'll be, that will get airplay. Marge Senior is an author. I could see her posting that on the IG for a couple of I know, of I know. Her with her IGs. I'm like, Marge Senior, if you don't lose that filter, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> she has a good filter. What about like, what's the best piece of business advice you would give someone who's just starting, you know, like you were through, you know, you've had ups and downs, you went through a lawsuit, like you're very open about all that. Like if someone were starting out, like a young woman and came to you, like, Give me some advice. What would you say? Okay. There's a young one. Okay. There's two, there's really two things of advice. Um, One thing is no, it's more important to know what you're not good at than what you're good at because you're not good at everything. So just don't think that you could do every single thing because, and that's the most important thing because it's just like, listen, I'm great at being a front person. I'm good at marketing. I'm great at selling. I suck 
at being organized, doing the books. I would, you know, I won't, I can't even keep my calendar straight if I didn't have someone helping me or doing it. So I think that's important. So to know what you're not good at. That, <laughs> is that it, makes is, sense. You know, that makes sense. Cause I think people, and don't be hard at yourself about it. And the other thing is, is just like, don't be angry, you know, don't think like there's a blueprint for success. Everybody's success comes differently. So don't be hard on yourself about that. Just you learn as you go. You learn as you go and keep and just keep going. And if you make a mistake, it's a learning lesson. It's not a big deal. Everything is not earth shattering. And I think everybody thinks, you know, something bad happens. You know, the world's going to drop out from under them. No, bad things happen in business. Mistakes happen. It's not a big deal. It's part of everyday business. And you just, you got to figure it out and just keep moving forward. It happens to everybody. The biggest businesses, the smallest businesses, it happens to everybody. I know somebody who worked at Ralph Lauren two days before the runway show, they changed the whole line and they're up till four in the morning changing it. I mean, and these are multi-billion dollar companies and things go change and go wrong. And I, I thought it was only me that I'd be up all night, 24 hours changing things and doing this and before a trade show and Every time I was in my booth, I'd be like, I'm not going to be up all night next year. I'm not going to be doing this. I make too much money to do this. This is bullshit. I'm hiring someone else, but I would be there doing it. You know, it's, it's a passion and everything else. So don't think that everybody else is more successful for you. Don't compare and despair and things like that. Right. Which I think is hard. I think you obviously compare to your competitors in any business. That's just a hard thing. And I think the other thing people, the mistake people make in business is like, they tend to get in their own way and like overthink things. I'm yeah, kind of like, you, like, just do it, just do it and fail and figure it out as you go along. Yeah. It's of- not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It really isn't. I think everybody hyper-focuses on the minutia and it's not, it's not a big deal. What about, I mean, other than the obvious Bethany Frankel. Okay. Obviously she's done very well. She's a smart businesswoman. What housewives do you think are good businesswomen? I'm trying to think. Uh, let's let's go over franchises. Well, listen, Vicki Gumbelson had a good business before she even got on the show, right? So she's a good businesswoman. So she's been doing very well. She terrible. did, and she still is, yeah. And she yeah, saved I'm her money. Think, and, no, I'm just saying, like, who've had, like, legitimate, like, businesses before on and off the show, right? Vicki. Frankel, uh, Vicki. Um, I'm trying to think myself. Listen, Erica Jane did a great job at marketing herself. She did. Right. She did a good job at marketing herself. I, you know, I, with everything going on there, that's with her husband. I don't even know what, I don't want to get involved in any of that talk, but I'm just saying, it's just like, she did do a great job at marketing herself. Lisa Rinna is an amazing businesswoman. Hands down. She's had an amazing QVC line. I love that she came out with a lip kit line. Um, I'm an asshole because I have not posted because I do use her lip liner, which I have to do. It's amazing. And she is great lipstick and a great lip stuff. She's a hustler. She's a hustler. And it's not, nothing's beneath her. She's a hard worker, meaning to the fact that she's, she's just like a hustler. And I, I respect her very much. I'm going down franchises. Deandra, hard worker, very hard worker, good business ethic. Tiffany Moon, I mean, come on. I mean, uh, Tiffany's on my show today. And- unbelievable. Tiffany Moon, great doctor, hustler. Um, I, I'm just, I try and think of my franchises. Well, also- what am I saying? Melissa has like, you know, she didn't have to work. She started Envy. She's starting to do some licensing. 
you know, people are really doing different things. I'm saying, who else is? And well, Salt Lake, I think they're hiring people with businesses. Like Meredith has Yeah, Meredith has a great business. There's a lot of business women. Lisa Barlow. Heather Heather Gay has her spa. She's hustling. Um, So I think a lot of, I think the women they're hiring now have businesses, are hustlers. I think it's about the hustle, right? It's like, I think anybody, I don't, Candy Burris. I mean, what the hell's wrong with me? Candy. I Candy. mean, well, she was a, I mean, she's an icon. I mean, she's really. She's an icon, but Candy does work. Like she is all about the work, which is totally respectable. It was totally respectable. I think there's something um, people always think, and I, and I don't like this. I think this has come across people say about me on the friendship. Well, she has to work. She has to do this. I always wanted to work. I saw my mother work. It's a passion. It's driven. When I was married to my ex-husband, I wanted to work. I didn't have to work. I didn't have to do anything. Uh, but I was driven to work because it's my passion. I enjoyed it. I need to be creative. Um, it's it's something in me. It's my it's my it's part of my identity. I, I don't and and I think it's very offensive when people are like, well, she has to work. My that's just people choose to work, and, it, and there's nothing wrong with having to work either. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, like, I don't understand what is that. Why is that insulting? Like, she has to work. I don't get it. Like, most human beings have to work. Yeah, most human beings have to work, and there's no shame in that. But I think, you know, to shame someone, say, oh, she has to work, she has to do this. I think that's because my goal in life was always to be support myself. I want to be able to know that I created something on my own. And that I can walk out any door and never rely on anybody else. That's for my own self. That's my own self-esteem and my own being. That and makes I, sense. Just like to, I just like to feel that way. I don't like to feel beholden. Maybe that's because of the way I grew up. Maybe because I never wanted to rely on anybody else. But And I also enjoy it. I truly enjoy it. It's not even about the money. I like to be creative. I like to think of ideas. I like to push it forward. And I, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think it makes the world a much better place. And it is freedom when you're doing it it's, on your own. It's, it's total freedom. And, and, and working at home and raising children also, you're giving back to society and you're doing things. And, and that's amazing. But I wanted to have children and I wanted to work. I wanted both. What about the opposite? And we don't need to mention any names, but you know, there are a lot of housewives. I'm not going to get you in trouble, but just there's a lot of housewives. There's a lot of people, you know, that live above their means. It's all smoke and mirrors. You scratch the surface and it's like. Uh, and so what a good friend of mine said, it's all sm- you know, um, smoke and mirrors and foggy diamonds. Yeah. So what do you think that is? I mean, there's lots of housewives that are in that category. I think I keep a very low profile and I think a lot of people do that. And I think, I just, I'm not like that. I didn't renovate my house. I need to sell my property. I just don't want to ever portray myself and try as something I'm not. And I also like to keep a very low profile because what's important to me is um, not that I'm not a smoke blower or I don't do anything for show. And I I just think it's ridiculous. And I think it it only backfires and it's a stupid thing to try and keep up appearances. I, I agree. I was never a big person who is constantly posting photos. I have this, I have that. I don't need to do that. I, I think it's part of being a housewife. If 
I think it's a baseline of just being a housewife. There's a certain level of success across the board. You have to have a certain something just to even be a housewife. So I don't think you have to shove it in people's faces. It's just natural. And it's part of the job to do your posting. I say all the time, if I didn't have this podcast, I'm not so sure you would ever see me on social media. I mean, part of me would- Exactly. No, it's- it's part of your job to, I, I've always lived this life. I, I mean, it's not like I, the life that I have is like, I was like this before. I, I think some people, you know, had never even left the country until they got, got on the show, or at least not as well traveled. Maybe they've been to two places or the islands or maybe just the Bahamas. But I, you know, I've been all over the world numerous times. Is that a knock at Jennifer? I, I, I mean, no, not Jennifer. I mean, not Jennifer, just in general, maybe somebody. I, 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 I agree. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I listen, you're talking to someone that's been to seven continents, all seven continents in 55 countries. So I do understand that there's yes, more than just, just the like, Bahamas. Yes. It's just, I value other things. Yeah. And, and had this life before I got on the show and you, did. and you didn't need to create anything to get on this show. You didn't. No. Where do you think you would be in life right now if you weren't, you know, on the show? Like you would just be doing the same thing. I would just, just... be doing the same thing, uh, doing the exact same thing, having my business, hustling, uh, doing. I was always a lifestyle expert on local TV. Doing doing that uh, would have been continuing doing that and hustling for my business. Maybe um, my lawsuits wouldn't have gotten as big, but yeah, just still hustling and doing that. Do you think, I mean, not for you in particular, do you think housewives can go on forever? It's the modern day soap opera. I think it has a long shelf life. I really do. And you're here. You're I'm here. here till they get sick of me or I just no longer fit. I don't think anyone's going to get sick of you anytime soon, Margaret. <laughs> you never know that. As we wrap up, everyone knows, you know, I'm sure many people want you to say my husband's in the pool, but what do you think is the most iconic, if you had to think of one moment in housewives history? Listen, it's definitely Teresa, the table flip. And then I would say it's your husband's in the pool. Those are the, I would say those two moments. Do you get a lot of requests on cameo to say my non-stop. husband's in the pool? Nonstop. Tell us something about you. You don't know as we wrap up. Tell what's, us something about Yeah. Like know. what's, What's not in the book? I mean, it could be innocent, but like, what would people not in the book? Oh my God. I feel like I revealed so much in the book. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's all in there. Long tongue. You really do. Yeah, you do. I might have a really, really long tongue. That's like a Gene Simmons tongue. Yeah. I have a Gene Simmons tongue. Maybe that's what keeps me so popular. Uh, I don't know. We'd have to ask the real super Joe about that one, honey. Yes, exactly. Margaret, is there anything else you want to share with us here today? I appreciate you. Babe, I think I, I really spilled the, I spilt the wad. This was such a good interview. I love catching up. Uh, I mean, is, is this what our life has come to? Like we have to catch up over a zoom. On no, behind no, the no. Velvet we'll, we'll have lunch. We'll have lunch. You know, Where, it has to always be over a meal. Uh, it has to be over a meal. Where can everyone find you online that wants to buy your book? I know you're having a lot of book signings. You're working yes, on I have up. a book signing May 6th at Riverside Square Mall that evening. Marge Singer will be there. It's like a Mother's Day thing. There's evening at LT Barn Grill at Riverside Square Mall, which is going to be really great. I'll be doing them around the country. I definitely have something coming up in Delaware and in DC, May 20th and 22nd. But that being said, you could buy it at Target, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, 
um, directly from Simon and Schuster. The book is literally everywhere. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Caviar Dreams, Tuna Fish Budget. Also, my podcast is Caviar Dreams, Tuna Fish Budget podcast. All entrepreneurs coming on, disruptors, tastemakers. I love it. And the book is, for anyone, this is one of the best house, probably the best housewife's book. It is so good. Thank you. Yeah, it's a a good book. You know what? It's 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 deep. It's a great memoir, great business book. I think you guys will really like it. And it's an easy read. I read it in like two hours. I couldn't put it down. It is. It's an easy read. Margaret, I really appreciate this. You're so busy. Keep in touch. We'll hang. Of course. Thanks so much. Bye, baby doll. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.